right, guys, before we get started, a big thank you to our sponsor, Microsoft Surface. Microsoft Surface, a huge part of game day and preparation for the Los Angeles Chargers as the official laptop and sideline technology provider for your LA Chargers. Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field. Microsoft Surface Pro 7, your endlessly adaptable partner now with faster processing and more connections, plus all-day battery life. The 12.3-inch touchscreen 2-in-1 laptop, ultralight and versatile. Check it out on their site, surface.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface. Chargers lose 29-21 in Miami. They're now 2-7 and seven on the season. Here with Haley Elwood. And Haley, going into this, we were talking Tua versus Herbert, uh, an opportunity for the Chargers to, to get their season back on track a little bit. Uh, that was not the case. It ended up not really being much of a, a quarterback matchup, uh, and the Chargers found themselves really down from the beginning. This was the one game where it felt like they were just playing outplayed from the beginning. Yep, and Coach Lynn said that was exactly what happened. They were outcoached in all three phases today. And to your point about quarterback versus quarterback, Herbert, Justin Herbert was asked about it after the game, and he said, no, it was Chargers versus Dolphins, and, and the Dolphins came out on top. So all three phases continued or contributed, excuse me, to this loss today. They never had a lead in this game. They were always playing from behind, and it just never really felt like they were kind of surmounting a comeback. There were moments here and there, but it but it never really felt like things were just clicking. Whereas we've seen different spots of, of either the offense or defense kind of show bright spots, even throughout some of their losses in prior games this season. Yeah, especially when you look at the last two weeks, the, the heartbreak in Denver, coming down to the last yeah. play, SoFi Stadium, this one felt different. You know, th- there was an opportunity there when Nick Vigil picked up that uh, that fumble on, on the quarterback center exchange. Uh, Chargers go down the field and score. You're like, okay, maybe this is the spark they need to get back into the game. But too many special teams miscues. Uh, starting from the beginning, uh, the block punt, um, the defensive offsides that went from field goal attempt to eventual touchdown for the Dolphins. Um, some other special teams miscues throughout the game that y- you can't overcome. You-, you have to have all three yeah. phases kind of rowing in the-, the same direction. The Dolphins had that the Chargers did not. Yeah, the Dolphins definitely had it. I mean, they took care of business on offense, but defensively in their special teams unit, they certainly had that today. Special teams, I think it's it's that third, <laughs> excuse me, that third phase of football where unless it's kind of like offensive linemen, unless like something good happens, you you don't really want to talk about it. You know what I mean? But, but it's just, it was not, not working for the chargers today. They, there were too many mistakes that happened on special teams that, that just contributed to, to them getting in a hole and not really being able to, to come out of it this game. You're right. You want smooth sailing on special teams yeah. and maybe you pop one, maybe you hit a 55 yard field goal, or maybe you, you have a 45 yard punt return, but yeah. uh, kind of the opposite for the chargers today. And Justin Herbert, this was the, the first game he felt kind of human, right? He had three mm-hmm. total touchdowns in the game. Uh, he had an interception, uh, an interception at the end that, that obviously was kind of the dagger for the bolts, 20 to 32, 187 yards, uh, we talked about this week after week. Is there going to be a game where he actually maybe comes down to earth a little bit? I think this was the game. Yeah, I think it was too. And and again, it never really seemed like he was so flustered or frustrated in this game. He was certainly facing immense pressure from this Dolphins defense. But I think it's just sort of 
a welcome to the NFL kind of moment. You know, not every week is going to be this, you know, these amazing high yardage performances, I think. And, and we're used to seeing this. You saw it from Tom Brady a couple weeks ago against the Saints. Every single great quarterback in this league, every single quarterback has games where you just kind of chalk it up and go, all right, well, we're on to next week. And it wasn't even like this game was so drastically terrible for him at all. It, it wasn't by any means, but it wasn't what we were used to seeing from him in that sense where I think we've kind of been spoiled over these last few games, even, even in some of the losses. I mean, we get on these podcasts and we talk about how great he's performed. So despite the fact that, that it wasn't sort of a typical Herbert performance, still had three total touchdowns, still showed glimpses of, of brilliance, but at the same time, you know, there were things that were missing today, like the big play. We didn't see that where we've seen it over the last few weeks, getting certain guys involved. I mean, Keenan to only have two catches up until the touchdown, Mike Williams to only have two catches. There were certain things that just never really fully seemed like they were clicking for this offense today. And I think that certainly contributed to, to his season low in, in yardage in this game. And the pressure that Miami brought, Anthony Lynn mentioned the fact that they had to run the football a little bit just to combat the pressure. That's why you saw a lot of Kalen Balaj today, 18 for 68 yeah. on the ground, five catches, 34 yards, but only 3.8 a pop. And, you know, the Chargers, 3.4 as a team, uh, under 100 yards rushing. So uh, the running, I, I get it. It has to be a kind of a, a necessary thing w- within the context of the game plan, but they weren't able to consistently sustain it. And, you know, the, the Dolphins, it's not like they did anything spectacular on offense. You know, I go to Tua's numbers here, Haley. You know, we, we were talking about this huge quarterback matchup. And I say this with the caveat that both of these quarterbacks are going to be fantastic for a very long time. Yep. But it's not like it was this 350-yard shootout here between Tua and Justin. 15-25, uh, to 25, 169 yards, two touchdowns for Tua. Uh, Miami down a lot of running backs. Uh, this young running back, Ahmed, 21 of eight for 85 yards, rather, in a touchdown. So, you know, the, the Dolphins, they didn't do anything particularly dominant, but they outplayed the Chargers in all three phases. Yep, they got the job done. And again, this wasn't a game that that's come down as we've sort of semi-joked to the final drive that we, you know, <laughs> get on this podcast and talk about. But, but they just, they... Again, going back to what Justin Herbert and and Coach Lynn said, the Chargers just got out executed and outplayed today. And you're going to have games like this. And two and seven is certainly not where this team wanted to be, where I think anyone thought this team would be at this point in the season. But all you got to do is just turn the page and, and look forward to what's to come for the remainder of the 2020 season. Yeah, and we were having entirely different conversations going into that Broncos game saying, okay, you know what? You beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you get two more wins here against the Broncos and Raiders, your season back on track, you're four and four, you go into the game against the Dolphins with, uh, you know, a, a potential wild card advantage uh, for whoever wins the game. Uh, it was not the case because of what we saw the last two weeks, the big lead against the Broncos uh, that was lost. And then the last play against the Raiders. So w- when you're watching that Raiders Broncos game and you see the Broncos get blown out by the Raiders Chargers fans. I know what they're thinking. They're thinking we had the Broncos up 21 and we probably should have beat the Raiders at the end of the game. And, and, you know, that's just the the small margin of error in the NFL from three weeks ago, Haley, to where we are now. It's a big difference. 
Yeah, it's a huge difference. And those two losses absolutely loom large purely just because of the AFC West standings and implications. Look, we I think, again, we all knew what the Kansas City Chiefs were going to be this year. They're the defending Super Bowl champions for the reason for a reason. This team played them tough in week two. That is for sure. But those losses against the Broncos and against the Raiders are really, really tough. The Raiders are now they're six and three. They are in AFC wildcard potential, um, excuse me, contention at this point. So that's, ex- that's also extremely hard because again, you're over in the division at this point. And that's not, again, what's the easiest way to make it to the playoffs to win your division, at least win some of those division games to help pad your, your record a little bit when it comes to tiebreakers and head to heads and all of that. And, and that's not the case this year. Yeah, the, that was a missed opportunity the last two weeks. And I think it just compounds things with the, the loss to the Dolphins. The Jets come to town Sunday. We know the Jets uh, have not won a game. And uh, yeah. at the same time, listen, this is the NFL. They probably should have beat the Patriots on Monday Night Football last week. Uh, Chargers better be ready to go against any team. Uh, and the Jets are just the next one on their schedule. Yep, Jets are the next one on their schedule. As Coach Lynn said, we'll find out what this team is made of, and we'll find out over these next few weeks what this team is made of, what they have in store. A win against New York, probably not going to get you into the playoffs, but at least it'll give you a little something to just sort of go back, hang your hat on something, because it's it's been a while since they've gotten one, been a few weeks since they've gotten one, and, and just sort of kind of just putting pieces together and figuring it out. This this loss was tough again because it just felt kind of from the start of the game, the tenor of the game was just different yeah. than in other games this year. But if you can find positive things to take away, then then all, you know, more power to it at that point. You and I usually talk right before we go on here about uh, the game and and just things talking points. Uh Joey Bosa though, we didn't talk about Joey Bosa and yeah. his loss you know, b- between him and, and Darwin James, I, I'm trying to find the reason why the Chargers were 12 and four in 2018 to go to five and 11 and to have some of the, the similar problems here in 2020. Obviously, not having Darwin last year, um, the energy that he brought, that's a big thing. And then not having Joey Bosa, not only from a pass rush perspective, but also stopping the run and just what he means to the defensive line in general, how he elevates the play of the guys around him. Um, You felt that loss at the end of the Broncos game last week against the Raiders. And then it should be no coincidence that you're still feeling the same effects of that against the Dolphins. Absolutely. And I know this team always will say, you know, there are no excuses. Injuries happen and, and next man up, but, but they are tough losses, you know, Players like that mean something to teams for a reason. This team, though, they obviously did know that they weren't going to have Derwin going into this year, but but he does mean a lot as well from a leadership perspective. And I know Joey does too, and, and hopefully he'll be back. You know, I think what, uh, he was practicing in a limited sense toward the end of the week. He obviously didn't pass protocol, which is the most important thing, especially yeah. when you're dealing with something like a concussion and safety and all of that. But but it has loomed large over again. I forgot. Absolutely. He went out at the end of the Broncos game and and then what happened last week and, and this week too. So hopefully maybe you get a couple guys back and, and you sort of piece things together the way that maybe this team envisioned things kind of coming together from the start. You have guys like Austin Eckler who are posting their workout videos on the field and, <laughs> and teasing 
hints to return and things like that. And, and maybe if you can get some guys back, Chris Harris Jr., I'm not sure what's happening with him, but but get guys back and maybe kind of return to form a little bit on, on what you thought this team could be. The right side of the offensive line did come back today, but maybe get some guys back, maybe string a couple wins together and just see sort of the potential of this team sort of maybe that could be seen through at times in these remaining games. You know, watching this game, the, the right side of the line in particular, you just realize that we, we talked about what this team could have been this offseason. When we talk about Brian mm-hmm. Bulaga and Trey Turner and Bosa and Derwin and Chris Harris Jr. and Austin Eckler, all these guys who have not been in the lineup because of injury. And today was just another reminder that, you know, Bulaga and Trey Turner, they have barely played together. And, you know, Trey, yeah. I believe, was on a snap count today. So it, it's not like... Trey Turner comes in and is automatically that pro bowl guard that we're all used to seeing, right? Like it's going to take time for him to mesh. And unfortunately for the chargers at two and seven, it becomes a little bit too late to really get the the requisite momentum to win games and put yourself in a position to make the playoffs. You know, this is just kind of where we are in the season and, and every team's going to have struggles with injuries, but um, you know, I just remember you and I, doing some of these free agent things with, with these guys and, and to not see Chris Harris Jr. on the field, to not see Austin Eckler on the field, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, um, by no stretch am I using injuries as, a, as an excuse for this team. Uh, but it just does look and feel a lot different than what we talked about this summer. It absolutely does. Cause it, cause it hundred percent is, this is an entirely, entirely different team. We didn't even think we were really going to see Justin Herbert this year. You know what I mean? And then the Tyrod Taylor injury happened. And so, so that's, I mean, if you want to kind of tie a, tie a bow or put a bow on things, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. The future of this team is incredibly bright with how many just great players they have. And hopefully when they're all on the field together or with their respective units together, that's when magic can happen. We know, like you said, they're not going to use injuries as an excuse, but when you lose guys of that magnitude, it obviously has an impact. And I think over these next few weeks, if you can get some guys back and, and just sort of put things together and like coach Lynn said, just really kind of figure out what this team is made of. If you can string a couple wins, that could be good. It could be good just to see what the potential of this team could be because on paper, great. They always look really good, but getting guys back and and piecing that together, that could at least be something to look forward to as you move through the remaining games of this year. And I want to emphasize what you just said in terms of the future and, and looking forward. Of course, this probably isn't the forum to tell fans this because it's right after a loss, you're upset. You How know, many YouTube comments are going to be? Yeah. Are we going to get? <laughs> but it's true. You, you're you're rightfully upset after a game. I get it. Haley gets it. We yeah. get your frustration. But when you do look at the macro thing here, the, the macro thing of this uh, quarterback, stadium, uniforms, this thing, this this team is set up for success. Yeah. There's a lot of players that aren't playing right now that will be in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, it doesn't make this loss feel any better. It doesn't make the Denver loss or the the Las Vegas loss uh, okay, because it's not. And it, it's a difficult year, uh, point blank. But there is a lot to look forward to. Uh, I think when you find and you know you have a, a franchise quarterback and he's 23 years old, um, there's a lot of teams in this league that would say, wow, if, if I knew I had a 23-year-old franchise quarterback, 
it'll be sitting pretty right now, right? So yep. uh, while it may not be in 2020, 2021 and beyond, looking pretty bright for this team. Um, so we, we got to spin it a little bit, right? Yeah, silver linings here in these tough losses. Yep. Put a bow on it. It's the holiday season. Put a nice little silver <laughs> bow on that. Wrap it up. Put it under the Christmas tree. Yeah. And we'll call it. <laughs> Let's just end it there. You know, Jets come to town on Sunday. Uh, we'll see you after the game. Win, lose, or draw. Hopefully after a Chargers win. Um, but they lose today. We will be here next Sunday, though. Uh, this has been the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface. For Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Harey. We'll see you guys. Have a great week.